This is Lauren. This is Trey. And this is the Partnership Podcast. Hello, friends. Lauren here. Just wanted to give a special shout out to a couple different things today. On today's episode, we talked a lot about menstruation. If this is a topic that you'd like to know more about, I would love to work one-on-one with you or welcome you into Hemlock, my monthly membership program where all these things are talked about all the time. Two, schedule a free 15-minute consult. Go to sexedforyou.com forward slash free consult. To join Hemlock, go to sexedforyou.com forward slash Hemlock. Let me know if you have any questions, you can always zip me an email at lauren at sexedforyou.com or send me a DM on Instagram or leave a comment on YouTube or Spotify. Have a great day. That gets backed up if you're interested in that by like maybe hours of like research and then uh, application. So yeah, I'm a fad follower. I, I just learned something new about you. I did not know that. For some reason, I thought you came about your process in a different way. Like I read like an encyclopedia or something? <laughs> Down in the basement. Hmm? Are we going to tell the audience? What? What? What you've been doing in the basement. They know what I do in that basement. All my... <laughs> Everybody knows what I do in that basement. No, but the audience also knew that you were off porn. Mm. Yeah, I relapsed. You didn't really relapse. I relapsed. If if yeah, if I'm masturbating to like video images, it's a relapse. I got on the uh, the Ersties. Is that what it's called? The yeah. ethical porn thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got on their Twitter page and I was, and I just cranked one out to like these, like these this these hot conversations of consent and things like that. So yeah, I relapsed. <laughs> I just think it was so cute. But I haven't gone back to like like commercial yes. yeah yeah factory yeah, yeah. farm yeah. porn. It's- <laughs> I haven't gone back to like all of those. I just I don't want to go back down that uh, that um, porn that hole. fucking what yeah, did the you, porn isn't that hole. What you yeah. called it? Yeah. yeah, I thought that was an interesting. I, I think the observations that you made through the experiment that I, I would say is still continuing was mindfulness, right? Mm-hmm. And observation, and um, you know, you know, it's funny. I. I struggle when people say like, well, using porn is an escape. I'm like using pleasure to bring the cortisol levels down and to bring us back to body is not necessarily an inherent wrong. Now, when it takes away from, say, a necessary conversation with your spouse or your partner or the work that you need to do, right, if it's prohibiting other good stuff, then sure, that's worth like mindfully looking at. if it's done in deceit, if it's damaging the relationships around you because, I don't know, you're feeling like you're eroticizing secrecy, that's a reason to look at something. Or if it's starting to become an addiction where, like, you don't want to do it, but then you're just doing it anyway. Mm-hmm. And to that... And then if it's fucking up, like, actual sex in your life. That, or if it's yes. if it's preventing you from going out and trying to seek actual physical yeah, partners, like right. physical consenting more, partners. Because it's more difficult. It's right? much more difficult. Yeah, absolutely. But if one is doing it... I just I had a fascinating conversation yesterday with someone who is reading the book Becoming Cliterate, which is an incredible, credible book by Dr. Laurie Mintz. Um, and they're for the first time reading about masturbation and all of the incredible benefits hormonally it can have, especially for vulva bearing people. And she just grew up in a world where masturbation was sinful. Mm-hmm. And she has all these people who feel they are, quote, addicted to masturbation. 
research shows that those people who grew up in, for instance, religious cultures who feel that they're addicted to masturbation, masturbate once a week, once every two weeks, once a month. And to that, I say that is just a deficient amount of information. That's not an addiction. That's wrong and almost harmful information that is telling us that a behavior is wrong when a behavior was developmentally normal and sexually beautiful. Um, and so I just struggle when people are like, well, every once a month I use porn to escape and I feel so bad. I'm like, well, if you're using sex, we said on this podcast that sex isn't something you do. Sex is someplace you go. I think that sex does feel like an escape, especially to female people. So often they are looking for adventure and surprise and orgasm to me, at least, like a pleasure practice, a masturbatory practice can feel like an escape from the drudgery of the everyday. And to me, that's a superpower. It's a stress reliever also. Yeah, to get to take this <gasps> breath away from the monotony, which it's okay. Like, I love the monotony of my life, but it's really fun to go like to a fantasy island to my imagination. And the fact that we vilified that breaks my heart sometimes. Mm. So I think... This observation that you've done, staying out of the porn hole, mm -hmm. which takes away from other things that you desire to do sometimes. Sure. Yeah. Is worth observing. Cool. Right? Going to it when your baby's leaving dishes in the sink instead of, right, talking with her. Sure. That would be worth observing. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't even mean to go on that tangent, but I'm just thinking about that conversation that I had yesterday where it breaks my heart that people were led to believe that, yeah, their own body's pleasure the stress relief um, is wrong. Yeah, it's kind of a fucked up way of controlling someone. Yeah. Yeah, demonizing that. And we're saying about, it's evil. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, well, what does evil have to do with it? For fuck's sake. Mm -hmm. And so many people were um, taught to believe that, in essence, they were objectifying someone else with their mind. Mm -hmm. um, Which is hot. Right, and that that was lust, and that was wrong, and that was sexualization. Yeah, so to that I say, book a free 15-minute consult with Sex Ed for You. We'll talk about the circles of sexuality and how so many of us were not given true comprehensive sexuality education and the difference between the erotic imagination and actual life. And it's really good to know the difference. It's so awakening to be able to access yeah. an erotic imagination like in a healthy way, in a consensual way with your partner. It's so fucking fun. Yeah, go back and listen to... Creative monogamy. Yeah, go back and listen to monogamy and the erotic mind. It's like an episode, a couple episodes back, and you and I go into it at length. It's so fun. It's so, yeah, a, a sexual encounter becomes not only a sexual encounter, it becomes like a joint trip. We go on an adventure together. Mm -hmm. and It's a really inexpensive vacation. It is. And we talk about on that episode how... I long for adventure and surprise and all of these things and allowing ourselves to share erotic imagination, um, yeah, like connects us even more deeply and gives me that. What was mine? Like, I don't long you, for no, adventure you don't. and you surprise? You like security and home and, and you like were like, routine. everybody likes that. And routine. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. And then I was like, do you like adventure and surprise? And you were like. Or do I you like need it. it? I like it in the imagination because it's it's so less sticky. Uh -huh. It's like a dream scenario uh -huh. where you're just there. Wherever yeah. you are, wherever you want to be, mm -hmm. you're there. Mm -hmm. Easy. Easy peasy. Mm -hmm. Lemon squeezy. Yeah. 
adventure and surprise. Like the adventure is like, I got to figure out why the refrigerator is leaking. <laughs> That's my adventure right now. <laughs> yeah. And, and then it's like, I got to, you know, I was shitty with my 56 degree yesterday. So I have to go, I have to go get some reps in. That's my adventure. I don't want to go to Bali. No. You I don't, don't want to go to London. It. No, I know. For a lot of different reasons, mainly because 1776, I haven't forgotten. And you should never forget. But this is precisely... You try to fight, fight a war in the forest wearing red coats. Why it's Shame so on you. Shame on you for trying to do Dear it. Dear listeners. I do not like the British. Is that... As much as we love our tray, <laughs> that's not very erotically exciting. What? The, yeah. You and me both, sister. Uh-huh. So, it's such a gift. It's such a gift. Um... I want to talk about, speaking of lemon squeezy and sticky situations, <laughs> how'd you like that transition? Yeah. Do you like that? Speaking of iron deficiencies. <laughs> speaking of red coats. Do you like that? Good. That was very good. Thank you. Go ahead, honey. Keep it moving, though. <laughs> I'm slow today. I didn't sleep very well last night. Okay. The reason I didn't sleep very well last night, I can't even speak anymore, is... I'm on day three of my menstrual cycle, and for people who follow along with Sex Ed for You, you know that I speak about menstrual cycles a lot, and I have this entire time we've ever been in relationship together because it has become so integral to my life, to my human self. It's how I work. It's how I play. It's how I interact with my people, and um, I'm mindful of it and have brought you into the process. And I can get really horny when I menstruate as well. So a topic that comes up often with my clients is how they feel gross or disgusting on their periods and how their partner, male-bodied partner in these situations, would be totally fine and down to have sex and to interact and all of these things, but they feel gross mm -hmm. so i'd like to talk about period sex sure. i'd like to tell some funny stories one of which i don't know if you've ever heard um i know it's still very embarrassing i tried to tell it on social media and i got like red and like started sweating profusely okay so we'll tell that story about how horny lauren gets when she's menstruating and how she'll go to know she will She'll do what she has to do. But then we have found, we actually got sent a product recently that we've been using um, to prevent messes. And it's been pretty great. So I want to talk about that as well. And then I want to hear if you have any hilarious stories of ever having other period sex with other people and it going wrong or horror stories. I had um, my audience submit stories too. So I've got some good ones from them too. Anyway, I hope that this, my hope, if there is one, is that it normalizes um, a very healthy thing that happens in menstruating people's bodies and that people don't listen to this and feel like they need to have sex on a period, but that they can mm -hmm. if they want to. Um, so yeah, I want to ask you a couple of questions sure. and then you can tell some stories. Have you ever been grossed out by period sex? If so, how did you overcome it? It's funny. I don't like blood, uh -huh. but it like, I I don't equate period blood to like, you know, blood blood, like mm -hmm. getting cut open or, mm -mm. 
or like stabbed or like a gunshot wound that's gushing blood because I mean like a woman's period is I mean that's that's kind of how we we all got here mm-hmm. so it's like the sun comes up and it goes down you know a, a woman has a period it's it's nature mm-hmm. so it doesn't like personally no I don't mind it at all mm-hmm. oh, I'm getting horny just you talking woman nature you're welcome why did that just like turn me on i went from like you know i think women are beautiful (laughs) and i think they're really strong and i think they're really powerful and um they can do they can do whatever they want to on this earth (laughs) i love you um did you was your mom open about her period like did you know she she actually talked about sexuality at a very young age like i remember we it was like uh some some friends and I, while we were in elementary school, like we found like unopened condoms. Oh, awesome. and she showed me like on a fucking zucchini of all things, like yeah. what a condom does and like how to put it on and what this is for. It's for protection. When so, you guys found it, like yeah, in that when moment, we found it, yeah, she, it was just me. Awesome like she didn't open. sit us all down and say, "Hey, kids." <laughs> um, so yeah, my mom was open about sexuality at a very young age. Uh-huh. Talking about her period, I just remember seeing um, tampons. Okay, yeah. So yeah, it it just it was never it was never anything that was hidden from me. Because when it we was normalized at a young age. Okay, yeah. Shout out yeah. to sexuality education. That is one of my favorite teachers says that we're all sex educators if we're around children at all. We are all sexuality educators because children observe. And they see what is modeled for them. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to consent, when it comes to little things like that, when we normalize when a kid finds something and we're not like, don't touch that or that's for adults. Instead, if we just explain at their ability of understanding, it's all fine. They grew up knowing what a condom does. It's not not a bad thing to know. That's crazy. Like if, if my mom were to say that's evil. Or it's like it's a little package that looks like a wet nap. Uh (laughs) Like how is this fucking. Right. How is this evil? Or just for adults. That's not for children. It's like, how is it? But it's, a, it's just a right, little wet nap. It's a, it's a little, little package. Thing of I thought it was a wet nap. Uh-huh. Yeah. Sure. Um, yeah, when we first met, I remember being kind of shocked at, oh, this makes me sad, how readily you would monitor my tampon surplus and you would go, you would buy them like as if they were just groceries. You'd be like, oh, babe, I saw you're low on tampons. I bought you a box. Yeah. Like... Or you'd ask as, me to. As if this was, no, you did it the first time mm-hmm. without really even being asked. It was like you were picking up paper towels. I'm assuming I was buying tampons at a young age then because I did the grocery stop shopping starting. We lived right across the street from the grocery store. So I was doing the grocery shopping. Like I'd get a card and the, the people would know me um, in like the sixth grade, maybe really? younger. So I'm assuming I was buying tampons. Your mom's tampons. Like- yeah, I was, I was raised by my mom. <laughs> Excuse me. And um, I'm assuming I was doing that at a young age. So, yeah, it's not – it's like paper towels. It's actually a paper towel for your – Vagina. Correct. Um, it's a Joe Rogan joke. Tampons were made by a man yeah. because it's like, yeah, just stick something up there. Yeah. Shout out. Take my mindful menstruation class. We can talk about all the other things for periods. Um, Okay. Yeah, I was so touched. And then do you remember when you um, left? This is going to make me cry. We do sometime need to talk about this that period of our life. When you left and went back to Long Beach um, on June 1st, 2020, 
um, you went grocery shopping the day before you left. I'm really going to cry. Um, and you bought me like two boxes of tampons. I did? Yeah. And, and you said, because I won't be here. And like as if you were, because it got to a point, audience, Trey does all the 90% of our grocery shopping and 90% of our supplies are acquired by him. And you wanted to make sure that I didn't go without. And I just thought, like, what a comprehensive way to care for someone. Like, he's caring for my menstrual cycles for the next three months. Um, the pandemic was hard. It was so hard. Yeah, you leaving was so hard because I had I'd never been cared for like that through every phase of me. And this is something one of my audience members on Instagram mentioned. She asked if we could bring up the fact that so many menstruating people are vilified for having a period. Like, oh, it's that time of the month again. Or, oh, she's being dramatic because she's on her period. Or, oh, somebody's PMSing. You've never said anything like that to me. Do you know why? Like, is it just far from your mind? I don't know. Like, you've never... Have you heard that kind of talk from other cisgendered men? Yeah, like, chauvinistically. I've heard it as, like, a joke, or I've heard it as a line in a film, or I've... <laughs> like, this is what the, the, the chauvinist, like, villain archetype says. I don't think I've ever heard it in reality. Does it happen a lot? Yeah, if it does, so then it's it's just a lack of perspective is the nice way of saying it or just being a nasty fucking asshole is another way of saying it where it's like bro have you ever had a, a headache have you ever had a migraine have you ever had sinuses have you ever been hungover? and these are all of the things that can be debilitating for you getting through your day and i i see Sometimes it just shuts you down because then I can relate that way. Mm. If I'm hungover, if I have sinuses, mm. if I have a migraine or a headache, if I'm sore, mm -hmm. it can really mm -hmm. debilitate you and just shut you down for the day or you just get foggy throughout yes. your day. And if, if a man can't really understand that, that that's what a woman's going through, then they're stupid. Mm. That's all it is. Mm -hmm. And then you just have, a, you have empathy for that stupid person. That's it. Because I'm assuming these are dudes. I mean, like, women know no. what women go through. Yeah, yeah. So it's just, it's just dumb man shit then. And that's fine. Okay, so on that, let's keep that rolling. Just forgive I them for being stupid. That's all it is. Just, just <laughs> stupid, uh, arrogant, ignorant. You know, forgive them. They know not what they do or whatever it is. <laughs> okay, yeah. so I, I, I love that. Thank you. We've never talked about this. Um, hey, baby, it's Shark Week. I know. Fire away with your questions. Yeah, you do say Shark Week. It's never offended me, though, because that's the stance you take on it. A lot of um, people are offended by the term Shark Week, but I, I'm not because of what you do. And I think uh, I'm getting off topic. I want to talk about this. A friend reached out also yesterday. Everything's been centered around menstruation and said she started her period at work. And she works with all men. What would you want someone to do in that situation? She has nothing. She's bleeding through her genes. Um, let's give them the benefit of the doubt. Let's say these aren't stupid, idiot men. If that happened, 
um, my sister was here or something like that. What would you want someone to like? How in the world does someone bring this up? Like, hey, how I does she to... bring this up to her male coworkers? Yeah, like if she needs to excuse herself and go to the bathroom, does she just bluntly say, "How would you, in a male perspective, as a person who actually gives a shit about mm-hmm. this bleeding person, yeah. right? You're not that." And it, what I think what we do sometimes is we assume that male-bodied people are going to be yeah, what yeah. You we just suffer said. more in our imagination. Exactly. Sure. So, yeah, yeah. like, let's give them the benefit of the doubt mm-hmm. for a hot second. Maybe they actually would be. They have out. wives. They have uh, teenage daughters. Yeah. They. Uh, yeah. They let's understand. say. Yeah. Let's they say that they get. Maybe have a sister. Right. Yeah. Like they they grew up with somebody Around who menstruates. Yeah. yeah. So say they're not idiots, but we're a little paralyzed by yeah. all the idiots we have been around who make hmm. derogatory comments. Hmm. How could you? Yeah. Say it was my sister. Oh, you know what? You don't. Maybe you don't have to say your period at all. It's like, homies, I'm going through. Like this is a this is a challenging week for me because, yeah, I don't. Like she started at work. She did not have any tampons. Mm. Well, you know? What's she doing at work without tampons? It just happens. No, because sometimes it'll come early. Okay, fuck. And there was nothing in the bathrooms. Yeah. And so we did talk through this. That she's like, I, I am gonna, you know, it, this is the thing. It's like. In retrospect, we all have a clear mind. We're like, well, this is unacceptable. This is not and in the equalitarian. future. We can be prepared yes, for this. like we need to put a thing. It's a co-ed bathroom or something. Like there okay. should be a thing on the counter of extra tampons and pads and stuff like that. Okay. Um, but in the moment, like, do you tell people? Do you ask for understanding? Do you? Because okay, so say they do see that she bled through her jeans. Yeah. Like, where does that responsibility lie? I know because there's just such a stigma and taboo in my heart breaks, and as I a, sure I man, have thoughts, but I as a man, I just want to help you. I'd want to get you a sweatshirt so you can cover up, so you can put it around your waist. Mm-hmm. As a man, I'd be like, okay, do you want me to run to the store for you? This is an exceptional practice, though. Do you want me to run for the store for you? How can we like get you another pair of jeans? Is there is there something I can do for you to kind of you know, make you feel more comfortable. Yeah. That would probably be the move. Uh, I, I'm sorry you got caught by surprise with the tampons. Is is there a way to keep them in your car? Is there a way to keep them in your desk? If you have a desk there, is there a way to keep them on you in case this happens? But fuck, I mean, this is like, baby, I don't No, I, I, this is all kind of day one stuff for me. But as if this happens to somebody, I just want to be supportive of that person. That's all. Yeah. yeah. Isn't it interesting that like 50% of our population bleeds and like every bathroom in the U.S. isn't stocked with like it just cracks me up that like tam- like there aren't distributors in the bathrooms mm. around the country. Like mm-hmm. it's just fascinating to me. Like this is a yeah. everyday thing. You just know, as it's a, as necessary as toilet paper. As a staunch capitalist, it's a good way to. Right. Yeah, the old uh, just the old quarter yeah, machine. Right. Yeah. Well, not even like why are we making people pay? Like if they if they were caught off guard, mm-hmm. right? Think about the fact that I was talking about this with the if, baby. Yeah, yeah. Like, Reverse you, it. If men bled, yeah. yeah. Knowing us, mm-hmm. knowing how like sweet we are, yeah, we'd have them in every bathroom. There'd be legislation passed. Mm-hmm. Like it'd just be mandatory. Yeah. It's like well, but we never know when we're going to start bleeding, and people would be like, well, you could count, and they'd be like. Uh, that's a lot of work. It would be mandatory. Mm-hmm. Done. Done. Mandatory. But ching. Ching. I love 
what you said, because there are ways to help and support somebody who gets caught off guard. Sometimes a period will start um, a day early, two days early, and you're just caught off guard or you didn't count right or you forgot the last time it started a day. Or it's it's a lot of math. Baby, let me ask you this. What would you want in in your situation? You're there's mm-hmm. five male coworkers. Mm-hmm. You're the you're the lone female coworker. Mm-hmm. What would you want during I don't think I'd your cycle if you get caught off guard? I think I, what I would surprise. want is exactly what you just said. So I'm now trying to think of how to ask for that. Um I think maybe if there's a messaging device, that would be most most like me. Like, like if there's a cell an off- phone? If there's an office, like if we're all in separate computers or something like that, I'm trying to think of these office dynamics, okay? I could just put it clearly in there, like, hey, guys, just started my period un- unexpectedly. Are you comfortable I could really saying that? That's a very blunt way of doing it. Are you, I, would I think you be that's the best way that? to do it. The, so the sex well. educator in me Might knows that like well, speaking yeah. in analogies makes things unclear. People sometimes just want to be clearly communicated to. And I think... Guys, I'm on my period. It is... It's like the... Ooh, you could go... It's like the equivalent of having... Like, I'm feeling like the equivalent of having a like a sinus infection as well as a migraine right now. Yeah. Interesting. Where then you could equate it to a common yeah. thing that we all experience. Huh. Well, like, if you... Or it's like I, I have started... a stomachache. Because cramps are very equivalent to a stomachache, right, babe? No, cramps are equivalent. Have you seen the Try Guys hook themselves up to, like, the um, TENS units where they cramp their abdominal muscles? Have you seen That's what it feels like? Yeah. Like a muscle cramp? Those are awful. Yeah. It's Oh, that's what – you say, say, guys, I'm on my period. I'm cramping. If you've ever had, like, a muscle cramp, that's what my whole fucking stomach feels like right now. Yeah. Like I like the idea my, though of I have a giving fucking a, migraine a task. I feel like shit. I like. I want to go back to what you said. You'd want to do. How would it feel if somebody said, "Hey, I just started my period completely unexpectedly. Mm. Does anybody have time to run across the store? This person's in Manhattan to run across the street to CVS and grab me. A, I'll pay you back a box of tampons and a sweatshirt. Would that?" Would that be appropriate to let someone step in like that to ask for what one really needs? I mean, we talk about asking for what you need, what and desire all the time. Would it be appropriate to just bluntly, how would that make you feel if someone gave a really specific, like, I'm caught off guard, I have bled through my pants, I could really use some help? I think that would be badass. Do you think so? Because then somebody. It would be fucking badass because it gives. Selfishly, it gives someone else um, the opportunity to rise to the occasion. That's what I was thinking I'd be too. Like, yes, I can provide value. Yeah, the people that get that get like joy out of yeah. providing value and coming in and kind of I hate saying savior, save the day, but yeah. that's what it is. That's what you. And, and I think the it's person badass. Needs help because what I'm thinking Blunt, is bluntness like, does win, honey. It you're, does. you're saying I I kept in my mind I kept trying to veil it. But as I'm not a woman, and I've I've never asked for this before, but I think bluntness wins, and then clearly stating what you need, and this is a legitimate a legitimate need. need. This is not like oh right no this is this is something true. Then it it kind of got me teary thinking about it too because think about the community dynamic that just got strengthened. Think about the workplace dynamic that just got strengthened. Think about the bond between those two individuals, the true thankfulness. Um, 
It's beautiful. What we do when we truly ask for help is we let others know too that we're a safe person to come to ask for help as well. I acknowledge all of that. Other side of the coin. Yeah, tell me. What if you fear being ostracized or made fun of? Well, that's that's why we don't ask. Um, Honestly, it's why individuals have miscarriages in the workplace all the time and nobody knows. It's why people suffer from endometriosis, which is lots of other stuff we could talk from and go have incredibly painful periods and nobody knows. And menstruating people exist in our world and people try to look the other way. So what I'm encouraging someone to do is the bravest fucking thing on the planet because people do. There is such a stigma about it being gross. There's such a stigma about taking breaks to go change a tampon or dump a menstrual cup or yeah, it's... We live in a very phallocentric world, like a very masculine energy world. And I am doing my best to help kind of like balance it out. I love men. I love them with my whole heart and soul. But like when you talk about these things, it's very, mm-hmm. it's very telling. It's hard to ask for help sometimes. Yeah. And it takes uh, putting yourself out uh, on a ledge. And opening yourself up to criticism. But, and oftentimes, we suffer more in our imaginations than in reality. And in a scenario like that, you can give someone else the opportunity to rise to the occasion and help you. People like to help other people. And we all like being helped. And yes, it's hard to ask, but we all like being helped. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if it's only how my brain works, but I absolutely think of the long-term benefits of something brave like that, right? Because then all parties are more aware. Um, Heck, it might be that male coworker who's like, we need to have these supplies in the bathroom, right? Mm-hmm. It might be a tray who, little did you know, he loves a task mm-hmm. and is like, now I have put a basket in the bathroom and it's stocked and there's sweatshirts in there. That's the that's the best case scenario too, where it's like, say one of the coworkers that's the biggest asshole is like, yes, I got you, completely understand. Right. Like that and, person surprises and you and rises to the occasion. empathy isn't his and like, it, maybe he's not going to hold you. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You start to get to see people in their element. And isn't that always interesting that it is sometimes the vulnerability that breaks the dam, the vulnerability that makes the conversations possible. Ask for help. Be direct. It'll bring out the best or the worst in people. Yeah. Right. I mean, we talked about the three minute game, what, a couple of weeks ago? And we talked about being afraid of the response, right? Afraid of what would come back. And that's what keeps us from communicating when communication is the only way we ever find out if our needs are going to be met. Mm-hmm. Um, but my my heart does go out to every person. Actually, the memory just came up on my um like Google Photos. Do you remember in 2020, before the pandemic happened, I came home from work one day. I had been at a work conference. And so the way my body works is every few months, I will have a period where the lining of my uterus sheds like um, in big, big clots. And 
do you remember this? I came home, I had been wearing a skirt. Basically, I had a clot release. It, it exploded through the tampon. The tampon would never have been enough. They can't absorb a clot. And like it bled all the way down my leg and I had to leave this like work conference where I was covering social media. Do you remember this at all? I like came home. I was mortified. I mean, I was like, I was just devastated. I was just at a work thing. I was prepared, um, but I bled through everything. I had to like sneak up against a wall and like shimmy myself out and like text a coworker. Like, I'm so sorry I had to go. And I came home and just like sobbed in the shower because it's mortifying too because of the stigma. Um, yeah, it just popped up on my time feed like literally yesterday when this person texted. The male equivalent would be if you shit your pants. Yeah. Except then we'd look at you and be like, what'd you eat? With... Well, we. Why are you clotting? <laughs> we, we have no. Why is, your, why is your uterus <laughs> expelling your body? Yeah, <laughs> we had a hot dog. Yeah, but yeah, thank you for. We've been there. Yeah, that's a good one. Like we've all kings, queens, supermodels, rock stars, Tom Brady. We've all shit our pants. It's the universal language. just like a smiling face (laughs) Um, you want to talk about a sex on sex on a period yeah okay I want to know if you've had any hilarious stories of being with a partner and having sex and then I want to tell tell you mine no uh -uh. I I can't think of I, I think all of my partners like passed and us it's completely healthy and like we period sex is totally fine we just you never like gotten blood on something oops and like been like well how are we going to clean that up or something like a blood mustache or something like that no like i don't know on a white couch or something like been with a partner you didn't know she was on her period and i don't know any funny story you've had a lot of fun partners i can't think of anything offhand but probably the funniest stories have come from me and you okay i can't uh, tell me yours okay It's just, it's so many levels. Maybe it's not funny to anyone else, just me knowing Lauren at this time. Okay. So um, freshly divorced Lauren was in a sexual revolution time, right? So she was like trying to figure out who she was as a sexual being. And she had a trip coming to Manhattan and she was very much anticipating sleeping with a certain someone. And I looked ahead at like my period, like when it was going to be. And sure enough, it was going to be on this trip. But I was like bound and determined to still get laid. So this is when I started researching like different types of period products. And I had read about menstrual discs, which I wish I had a, a thing. They sit up like above the vaginal canal, right at the base of the pelvis, there's like this circular space. So it can sit right below where the cervix is dripping blood and catch it. But it technically sits up at the back of the vaginal canal. So you can technically still have sex with it. We'll put a picture. Oh, we will? Good. Yeah, keep picture. going. Picture. Um, yeah, so there's menstrual discs. Lots of people love them. I have, side note, never had success with menstrual cups because the way my body is built, I am sure there is one on the market, but I always leak through them. 
always just how my body's built up in there. I think there is a nice big space at the base of my pelvis, which makes having babies great, but not for products like getting a seal. You need a seal up in there so that things stay. <laughs> so embarrassed. Okay. But unlike the- You got a big ass vaginal canal. Go ahead. <laughs> big Bertha size. Go ahead. Listen, listen, it comes in handy. Um, so I'm set for New York. I'm practicing with these flex discs. I, I'm not really having that much success with them, but they're okay. They're okay. And then it comes time for my sexy times. And I'm like, this is going to be great. This is going to be great. And so everything's fine. Everything's fine. I'm getting in the moment. I'm having this passionate encounter. I don't have open communication with this person like I have with you. So I have not mentioned to this person that I am menstruating because I have one goal in mind to get laid and to get an orgasm. So I am not going to be speaking of these things. I'm like, nobody will know the difference. It, babe, what sexual partner, like your husband was your first. That was a decade. What sexual partner number is this? Two or three? Three. There it is. Yeah. Keep going. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. I was yeah. a baby. I was a baby. You're beeping. Yep. So we're mid position at some point and I feel what was the seal go and I think oh no <laughs> I just feel additional lubrication that was not coming from my arousal <laughs> and I just feel it like oozing down mm -hmm. my leg down everything else onto the sheets all this types of stuff this is the best part. I get my orgasm. They get their <laughs> orgasm. All is fine. I think there's some sleep. This was really late at night because it's New York City and everything happens so late at night. Um, and then I leave the next morning and don't do a thing. I just, I like get up. I say goodbye. I leave. I don't mention it. It looks like a murder scene. Oh. And I'm just like, peace. peace. What a power move, honey. Did you blame it on him? It's like you got too deep. You got too deep in the pussy. <laughs> no. This is your fault. Nope. It has your never been mentioned. That's what it is. Your dick is too big. That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. I could have like gotten around it real easily. Mm -hmm. Couldn't I have just by like complimenting penis size? Mm -hmm. Uh-huh. Nope. Never mentioned it at all. Like, you know, they talk about the walk of shame, which is a bunch of shit. But like that's, th there was definitely a, that feeling. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so yeah, don't I don't recommend. Good story. They're totally supposed to be able to be used during intercourse. I I don't know. Please, audience, tell me if anybody has ever successfully used one of these during intercourse. I say just tell people. From then on, I did. From then on, I told all other subsequent sexual partners, "Hey, I'm menstruating. I'm very horny." When and then I'm you put a towel down. Yeah. We or if you want to upgrade your life, you put a. Is it time? Is yeah, it time to talk it. about this? Do it, babe. You put down the layer. So this is our moment to talk about this fancy. It looks like I'm gonna um what's this? What did what do they do this? Uh for a bull. Yeah. Don't hit the mic. For Whoa. a bull. Don't Whoa. pop the mic. Well. Um yeah, let's talk about this. Yeah. So towels. So back to menstruating. So when a person menstruates, lots of blood flow fall, flows to all of the great areas. There's like more blood excuse me in the genitals 
And so, therefore, the person with a vulva can feel like really horny and really good. Now, they also might be like, don't touch me and feel painful, right? Boobs can get sore. It can just be uncomfortable. Cramps can be bad, yada, yada. But an orgasm, side note, really good for cramps. Really, really, really good. And because of all the increased blood flow, the experience can be really lovely. So I've always loved period sex. Now, you and I have had years of period sex. Mm -hmm. And then this company, The Lair, on Instagram, they're at get the uh, at get the layer. Oh, keep going. Was that like a? Did we just get I'm a gonna thing? put pictures there. Woo woo. Anyway, they reached out and asked if they could send us one of these, mm-hmm. and we said sure. And we always like to test a product out, and we've been testing it for how long? A couple of months. A couple of months now. And I don't know. What do you want to talk about? What do you? What have you liked? What have you liked? The layer, uh, 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 uh blood, semen squirting the layer will protect all of that this side is completely waterproof this side is like a nice velvety thing i didn't do any research sorry (laughs) but you can wash this bad boy it's dark also so it covers up all of those intimate stains and then uh you wash it and then you just dry it on low i don't know if you're supposed to you're supposed to hang it to dry do you dry it on low this is nice to know i drew it on you know what i yeah i drew it on low and it was fantastic but i love this thing if you want to murder someone and you don't want to get anything on you the layer will provide high tech technology to keep the blood off of you and the police off of your back the layer the layer tired of scooting that towel around underneath your bodies while you try to have intimate moments with your partner, get the layer. This backing thing like prevents slipping. It stays put really well. Have and you I love the that? circle. Yes, and the circle is great too, where it doesn't bunch up like a towel would. Yeah, the circle shape is mm-hmm. really ingenious. It stays put under the bodies so well and like fits under. Well done, and it's completely waterproof, too, where nothing goes through that barrier. It's like the no. same thing as a nice like uh, uh, mattress cover. Yeah, and it's absorbent, too, on the top. I think what I was worried about, and this is why we test out products for a while, is that it would, like, pool. I don't know if anybody's mm-hmm. had a, like, waterproof mattress protector before. Mm-hmm. It's like it almost beads and then runs off the mattress. Yes. I, I was like, that's going to be really gross. If you that... don't get that with a layer. Not with a layer. Yeah. Those other fucking products? Yeah, sure. Fellas. <laughs> Is cum getting everywhere? Like, is there just cum, semen, left and right? The layer will provide protection where just when it shoots, it goes right in here and absorbs on here. And then you just throw it in the washing machine. You put a little detergent on there. All that cum is gone, the layer. Ladies, do you get extra horny at that time of the month? Have no fear. With the layer, you'll see all of that blood disappear. I made that into a poem. Guys, are you still trying to have sex when your wife is bleeding? The layer will provide. Uh, You're probably still going to get blood on your penis and balls, but the layer will make sure it doesn't get on your sheets. The layer. Friends. Are you tired of struggling with those towels and old dirty rags? Get the layer. Upgrade your period sex game. 
Guys, do you want to have sex and then change your oil in your car without getting any of that pesky oil on the cement? The layer will provide that for you. The layer available on my wife's Instagram page. Do you want to try a new product? And do you want 10% off while doing it? Type sex ed for you at checkout for 10% off the layer. Don't be a fucking asshole. Use the promo code layer Sefi. What's the promo no, code? Sex ed for you. Sex ed for no you. Spaces. It should have been Sefi the layer. Trey loves an acronym. Yeah, shout out to uh, Holland. Harland. Holland. Holland. Holland the intern giving us Sefi. Trey loves it. Trey loves it. The another thing I love about the layer is yeah, like ingenious product not a big huge store like this is gonna really support someone who oh it's came made in america with, it's made by yeah, like a lady i came up like just do your research who's the person I, you're gonna have to go back because we I'm didn't not do, prepared we for did that. no homework on yeah, this please product don't do that part but fucking buy it i will feel bad hmm? i'll feel bad she's like gonna watch this in his chair oh it's gonna be in there left and right we love your product we did zero research on your product brought to you by the layer we did lots of research. Our, our research isn't very layered. <laughs> we did lots of personal lots of research. Fucking re- yeah. Um, We're going to go do, do some research after this. Layer. You do all our laundry. Has it been easy to wash? Has it caused a problem? Has it done anything? Easy as hell. Okay. Yeah. I I thoroughly enjoy it. This and is we, my favorite. Yeah. Sex towel. Yeah. We used normal towels for a really long time and it was sure. very annoying. Yeah. yeah. Um, we tried different sizes. We used bath towels. We used sand towels. It was just, yeah, a mess. This is very nice. And I don't, it stays put. Whatever fabric they're using on the back, it's great. Great. Um, other period sex things. Um, yeah. Do you, does it bother you? Is the texture different? Are you working? I'm checking the timer. Mm. I'm not on Instagram, babe. Mm-hmm. You jealous? Mm-mm-mm. You two called me out last night. I'm not going to be doing those things anymore. I'm a changed woman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Listen, um, period sex. Is there any part of it as a penis owner that is, I don't know, unpleasant, feels different? Yeah. No, it's awesome. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we don't have any qualms about... I can get it where so one person feels gross. Mm-hmm. I understand all of that, but like, mm-hmm. I I think the overwhelming majority of men are not going to have an issue with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe some guys, and mm-hmm. and then you just I I don't know. You don't have sex on your period. I don't I don't fucking know the mm-hmm. answer because mm-hmm. we have sex constantly while you're bleeding. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds very strange. Um, reminder, everybody, that sex doesn't only mean penetrative penis and vagina intercourse, that there are so many other things to do while someone is menstruating, and that perhaps you could play around again. You could remember what it feels like to make out and rub mm-hmm. up against each other. And I think we so often are like, well, if we can't, especially hetero couples, have penetrative intercourse, we mm-hmm. can't do anything. Mm-hmm. And that's just a load of bull crap. Yeah, there's like, plenty of there's fun, perverted things to do. So many. So much fun. And so I I just get sad for folks who are denying themselves pleasure because an orgasm, again, as we started this whole episode, can be so good for hormone regulation, for reducing cramps, for relieving migraines, all these things that do happen with menstruation that 
so many vagina owners think of sex as something they're giving and they're like, I feel so bad. I can't possibly give my husband sex. And I'm always like, but what if the sex was for you? Two. What if what if he what if this was pleasurable to you? So I would just say to all my menstruating people who listen, tell your partner what would feel good if you know you want to wear your favorite sexy panties and be kissed upon and touched and play with a vibrator with your partner and then do some mutual masturbation and watch them jerk off and let this be a fun thing. Do that. There is still every reason for intimacy and orgasm and fun and play that can feel really good for the body even if you don't want to use the layer mm-hmm. and have penetrative intercourse like we need to remember our imaginations yeah. it can be so good for everybody i, I just this like I, I don't want to be touched it's like i understand that the body is yes like shedding a lining of a uterus and what if it's not one more thing we give mm-hmm. what if it is an escape like we said in the very beginning, what if it is a break? What if it is something that really feels good to your body? But that takes each of us listening to ourselves. Be like Lauren. Be like horny Lauren going to Manhattan. Get yourself what you want. (laughs) Get it. Love you, baby. Love you. So last but not least, I'm going to ask you very boldly and bravely, if you would, on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, would you rate this podcast and leave a review? Don't do it. <laughs> or on YouTube, would you like and subscribe? Don't. We don't, we don't need your fucking... <laughs> do not do mean, it. It would mean the world to us. Don't it be increases a viewership and increases our audience. Give a shit. You know how the algorithm works as well as I do. <laughs> the more people who rate this podcast and interact with this podcast, the more folks are able to see it. It really means the world to me. And thanks so much to each of you who take time to reach out and let me know when you do things like play the three minute game or talk about these things with your partners of your own. Um, it's so exciting to see how this podcast is helping you. I don't like you any of you. In your relationships and in your partnerships. At work and at home, um, y'all are the best. Have an awesome rest of your day. Have a terrible day. (laughs)